What's up, y'all? It's another episode of Female of Influence. This week, we are featuring Ms. Antoinette Fox McQueen. We're going to be talking about mommyhood and entrepreneurship. Um, I cannot wait to get into this episode with you guys. So let's get into it. So this week's influential female, or females, should I say, are going to be all of the ladies of the praise team that I sing on City Church worship team. Um, When I tell you guys, these ladies are absolutely amazing. Um, I joined the praise team back in July, um, right around the same time that I found out I was pregnant. And they have been nothing but supportive Um, true prayer warriors. And I think that it's so important for you to make sure you surround yourself with people who can pray for you, who can go to war for you um, when when you're going through things, who you connect with spiritually, you know, people who know that you're going through some stuff and they pray for you, even if you didn't tell them. Um, these are the types of ladies that I'm surrounded by. It's too many to name, but um, they know who they are. And I just love you all so much. Thank you all for being such a huge influence in my life. Um, I love singing on the praise team. It's um, I love worshiping. I love um, bringing other people into worship. And these ladies make it so much more easier and fun to do it with. So thank you guys for being influential. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for allowing God to lead you in ministry and in worship and um, continue to to walk in that. Um, So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. And if you are ever in the Richmond area, please feel free to visit City Church. Um, This is my home church. I love, love, love this church. Um, I am being fed through this word. I'm being fed through worship. I'm learning so much more about myself as I grow in relationship with God. Um, My pastor's name is Dr. Dimitri Bradley, and he is absolutely amazing when it comes to delivering the word in such a manner that you truly understand it. So if you are ever in the area, come check us out. Um, It is 4700 Oakley's Lane. Um, And we also um, worship right now at a temporary location um, in Chesterfield as well um, at Swift Creek Middle School. So if you are ever in one of those areas and you just want to visit a church, hit me up. You can go with me. (laughs) Um, And once again, you know, thank you, ladies. I just want to reiterate the importance of getting involved, you know, when you go to church. It's not enough anymore for you to just show up. Um, it's not enough anymore for you to just be still, you know, leave, um, filled with the word of God and not do anything with it. Um, get involved, you know, get involved in, um, the small groups that, that your church may have, you know, I encourage you to get involved in a ministry, figure out what it is that you would like to do in your church and get involved in that, make a difference, make an impact. Um, because it, it feels great when you're involved. And then when you can get around people who are on the same level of, as you spiritually, it really helps you evolve. It takes you to a new level. So um, I just encourage you guys to just get involved. Get involved in a ministry in your church. Welcome back to the Female Influence Podcast. I am here with my girl, Antoinette. Hey, girl. Hey. So happy to have you on this podcast. Um you already knew you was going to be one of my guests when I first started this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, I can't wait to be interviewed. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, your story. Um, we know that you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Okay, so I'm Antoinette, like you said. Um, I'm a mom of two girls, um, and I'm a wife to an amazing husband. Um, I'm a daughter, sister. I'm actually the oldest of eight other siblings, so it's nine of us. Um, which is crazy when I tell people that because they're like, I would have never known. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> like some were half. So not saying that just because they're half, like we didn't get to see each other, but we didn't get to see each other. So right. um, so that is why, you know, a lot of people don't see me post about them because I don't really mm-hmm. see them. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, that is me. I'm from Virginia Beach originally. Um, and then I moved up to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, going on, this will be my fifth year, I believe. Wow, yeah, fifth year being. Yes, oh. yes. I can't even believe it. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm ready to skedaddle. But um, <laughs> <laughs> waiting on God to just move us so that I can move with him and I'm ready. But I um, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I own A&M Collective LLC, which is an umbrella of services for new business owners, small business owners. Um, I help with social media management. I'm a social media strategist. Um, I also have a podcast as well with relationships um, with my husband. Um, and then also, like, I just, I'm just Antoinette. That's, that's who I am. <laughs> Yes, my girl internet. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I know some people. Well, most people know, but there are some that don't. You are a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um. So, can you describe or outline your typical day as a stay-at-home mom and being an entrepreneur? How do you even? I, I'm. I have two kids, so and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the hang of you know being a mom with two now and trying to you know start my own business. Um, brand myself so I'm you make it look so easy so tell me about <laughs> you know your typical day as a stay-at-home mom and as an entrepreneur what does that look like okay so um do you want the fantasy version or the real <laughs> I want down the, and dirty <laughs> I want it raw I want it as okay raw you as want you it raw it. okay okay so basically um, in a perfect world, I would love to wake up early, but I have yet to use my alarm clock for that early time. So <laughs> I usually get up. <laughs> I usually get up when my children get up. Usually, um, Audrey will come into my room and say, hey, you know, I'm up. Or Ariel, unfortunately, she will put her in her bed at night and then she'll come in the middle of the night. So she'll end up waking up. Um, and then so that is the time. And actually, the funny thing is she has started to get up out of the bed once, you know, she's waking up and she'll get my phone. So I'm like, all right, now I really got to get up because <laughs> she has my phone now. And that means I need to get the business. So <laughs> I... Uh, I wake up about, we wake up usually, I want to say around 8-ish, 8.30. Um, and then we, on days that Audrey is not not going to school, um, we uh, make them some breakfast. We'll watch a little bit of TV, uh, figure out what we're doing. If it's a nice sunny day, um, I may take them out. Um, my girls are just addicted to shopping, unfortunately, already <laughs> at a young age. Like Audrey begged me today to go to Target to shop. Oh my and goodness. I said, Audrey, no. How, how <laughs> we you create can't. a Target Target 
addict children. <laughs> yes, I have. And the funny thing is, I even told her today, I said, Audrey, mommy doesn't have Target money. Well, I have Target money. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh, awesome. So anyways, once we go out and about, and see, I don't like going outside that much because we we have bad allergies. Mm-hmm. So once I take them outside, it's it's just a whole nother game. So once we're going out and things like that, I've lately been trying to take them to like parks or the library so that I can start doing more work while they're playing. And I'm still, I still have like one eyeball on them and then the other eyeball on my phone mm-hmm. to look at work. Um, and so I'll make sure that I um, post for my clients that I have like certain times um, that they're supposed to post. Thankfully, one of my clients is like on autopilot. So really all I'm doing is making sure that everything went smoothly. Um, and so around that time, it's like midday. Um, and then I come home and if I'm feeling like it, <laughs> I'll be superwoman and cook and clean and do the laundry while I am checking on either posts that I have posted or um, on my own page or on other um, clients' pages. And then usually at nighttime, around this time, um, I will make sure that everything is working smoothly, make sure that I have posts prepared for the next day. I'll chill with my family, watch a movie with Musa, my husband, um and then I also kind of like I do like my power hour like probably mm-hmm. 11 to 12 o'clock at night mm-hmm. so around that time is when I go on other news feeds get some inspiration either for my personal posts or for my clients um, start just looking at other things that I want to yeah. do for my page little things like that um, is what I do mainly from the 11 to 12 o'clock time frame and mm-hmm. then I finally go to sleep at 12, 12.31-ish. Wow. So that because is that my is day. A full, a full day. And I like a how you day. said, <laughs> you said, if I'm feeling like superwoman, because I can definitely yeah. attest to that. I mean, it, it was hard enough, you know, to try to get a, you know, to try to get a house clean and, and have dinner ready, you know, by a decent mm-hmm. time with one child. Exactly. And then when I had two kids, girl, I, I, I was a stickler, a stickler for it making sure my kitchen was clean before I went to bed, making sure I didn't leave not one dish in the sink. Now, girl, mm. I'm just like, uh-uh, sure. these dishes ain't <laughs> yeah. washed tonight. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, I always say thank God for the dishwasher because yeah. I can't. I'm, I know I, I don't have the time. I don't even have the mental capacity to try to <clears throat> cook clean, wash dishes, do laundry, Make sure the girls aren't burning the house down because actually Ariel today thought she was like Vampirina and went inside of our uh, fireplace. Oh my Don't God. know what she was doing. <laughs> so I'm just like, let me make sure that I'm paying attention to my girls uh, and making sure that they're not doing anything crazy. And so, yeah, so trying to juggle all of that, like... Yeah, I'm no wonder I'm not <laughs> sitting in a corner somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I like to think of it too because um I used to get really down on myself when, you know, I would get up and I would, you know, write in my planner. I would mm-hmm. make a list of things that I needed to get done and at the end of the day realize that I might have only gotten one of those things done. Right. And um mm-hmm. I used to get really down on myself, you know, but it, it's hard, you know, sometimes. And sometimes I don't think people actually realize how difficult it is to really be an entrepreneur and have kids, yeah. um, you know, and be with yeah. your kids while you're trying to do that. 
Um, so exactly. I think that's I think that's awesome that you know you are still getting things done and taken care of, you know, even though you're a stay at home mom. Yes, I mean, especially yeah. knowing, um, you know, especially when I have clients that are paying me, I'm like, hey y'all, you know, hey we gotta. I'm sorry, you might got a little watch a little bit more TV today so that mommy yeah. can do this. Um, and then I even feel bad for my husband sometimes because I know he is like working all day. So when he does come home, I'm like, all right, I'm off as a mom. So <laughs> go ahead and take your kids. Um, That's exactly so yeah. how it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of kids, um, you know, a lot of people will say that their why is their children. Um, you mm-hmm. know, when you are trying to become an entrepreneur, when you're trying to start a business, when you're trying to chase your dreams, um, you know, people will say, you know, what's your why? You know, why do you do this? And people will say their kids. Um, but I I know that you and I, we come from similar backgrounds in reference to um, marketing. Mm-hmm. And something that we always learn was that, you know, your why should be, it, it can be your children. It can include your children, but it should be bigger. Um, right. Why do you, why do you <clears throat> feel like um, knowing what that why is important? And why do you feel like so many people have difficulty in trying to figure out what their why is? Yeah. So, I mean, I remember going to this retreat and it was like probably 15 of us and um, we had to go one by one and say what our why was so of course you know this was before I had the thought of oh the kids shouldn't be your why so I was Mm -hmm. like my children well I actually only had one child at that time so I was like Mm -hmm. my daughter (laughs) Um, I said my husband really that was it and so after everyone was done it was probably like one person who cried and the lady was saying, she was like, you know what? Um, Every person that didn't cry, that's not your why. And I'm like, what you trying to say? Like, of course my children, well, my child is my why, you know, she's Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm getting up and doing these things. And so she was like, but you didn't cry. Like it didn't make you cry. And so your why should be something that is so sentimental to you. And not saying that your children aren't sentimental to you, but it's just like something that has to be like deep in the core where if I don't get up today and do these things, like there's no there's no reason for me to even live. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, it has to be that deep to, you know, kind of make you keep doing things. Because like she said, she said, like, okay, so let's say you were to leave whatever company you're in right now, um, and just, you know, go and do something else. And you can do that so easily because your why is not deep enough. Because mm-hmm. when you say your children, well, you know everyone knows how to go out and get a job. So that's, that's the easy part of it. So when you think of it as, okay, I know that I want to be a stay at home mom. That means that I'm going to do anything necessary to make sure that I'm bringing in an income so that I will not have to go out and get a job. Yeah. So me being an entrepreneur, as well as a mom, um, you know, that's just like a, a given, like I, I have no other there, even when I do try to think like, hmm, maybe I should go get a job, but it doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. anymore because of how much daycare costs. I'm like, I'll be working just for them to be in daycare. Yes. So oh. it doesn't even make sense. Yes. Girl. Yeah. Daycare is super so, expensive. Super expensive. <laughs> so that's why I'm always saying like my why, you know, yes, it's my children, but it's definitely, like I know for a fact, I am not stepping any in into into anyone's job because 
I know personally I am psychologically unemployable and I probably will get on that job and cry, cry my I eyes out. I have never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> really? Psychologically yes. unemployable. I think I'm getting yes. like now I'm just, yeah. I like my job and um, I, I, I like that it's, it's not strenuous work. Um, I can go to work, mm-hmm. I can do my work and I can come home and mm-hmm. leave my work at work. But Right. I find myself, you know, at work oftentimes wishing I was home working on my plan, working on my brand, um, just trying to do something different, you know. And so I yeah. completely understand. And when you say, when you talk about um, crying, because I know that I had posted on my Insta story not too long ago, um, how I had went to this retreat, this um, Sweet Talks retreat. And um, it was just like a couple of hours and it was just, you know, powerful entrepreneurial woman who were there and who were sharing their stories, sharing advice, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I had talked to them because I had got to ask a question. And I feel like that's important when you go to those types of events, you know, events to get your face out there, you know, to get your brand out there. So I stood up and I um, kind of told them, you know, I was trying to start my own business, female of influence. And as I'm talking about it, you know, they start asking me questions about it. And as I'm talking about it, I find myself, I felt myself getting emotional. Right. And that's when I realized, like, okay, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm emotional about this. Like, right. I, I feel I feel something whenever I talk about my brand, you know, and what it is that I'm trying to do with my brand. So I completely understand that. And I think sometimes people, it's, it's, it's just easy to say that your kids are your why, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like it's, the gateway. Yeah, it's easy, yeah. For, it's easy for people to just say, my kids are my why. And it's like a scapegoat to 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 not have to dig deeper to try to figure out what your why is. You know what's gonna really right. keep uh, get you out of that nine to five and get you into your business. You know, and so right. yeah. I love that. I, I think that your why should make you cry. I think that your why is bigger mm-hmm. than your kids. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, that's <clears> just my opinion. You know, some people might not agree with that, but I totally agree with you. Right. Yeah, because I mean, even just, it's funny because I, um, where I used to work before I had quit my job, I remember every single day, like that last month, Mm -hmm. I was crying, I was going to work crying. And it was, it was at this one moment where they was like, okay, let let, let us take you into this room and have a meeting with you. So they were like, why do you cry so much? And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, I just don't want to be here. (laughs) And so they were like, is it the money? Like, do you want us to increase your pay? And I said, no, I just don't want to be here. (laughs) And it, I mean, it was just like, that just really dawned on me because for them to say like, is it the money? We can give you more money. First of all, why didn't you give me more money? You know, when I first came in, why do I have to cry? And then (laughs) exactly. And then secondly, I'm just like, no, no, um, no dollar amount can buy my happiness because really y'all are not willing to pay me what I truly feel like I'm worth. Yeah. Because if you want to be serious, that um that forty something thousand dollar uh piece of paper that I got, <laughs> you know, walking across mm-hmm. the stage that bachelor's degree, you know, you guys need to be paying that per hour, per month. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely agree. I really I definitely agree. Yeah. Because I think meeting you and um you know joining the the marketing company that we were with with you in the beginning was really like the start Mm -hmm. of me like kind of breaking out of that um I guess slavery mentality 
um, when it mm-hmm. comes to to owning my own, having my own, not not needing to work for somebody else. I was always content with the fact that I would be working for someone else all my life until I met you. And right. I like I'm just so grateful for you because you really helped open up my eyes, open up my mind to certain things. And I realized, you know, that it's, it is a ripoff because, you know, I'm what, one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in debt with my my bachelor's and my master's. Ooh, yes, girl. And, uh, you know, my job, I'm not even going to put my salary out there, but it's absolutely positively nowhere near. That. right what they what yeah mm-hmm. nowhere near that let's just say <laughs> that when I apply for the income-based dri- uh, driven payment plan I always get it and I always only owe a balance of zero so that's how okay that okay that I don't make <laughs> enough to even pay on my student loan um but it, it's a ripoff and you know I mean it's I'm not saying that it's 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 for every entre- entrepreneurship is for everybody but I am saying right, that um for me it really opened up my eyes and it made me realize, just like you said, like we're worth so much more than what they're willing to offer. And I'm tired of people telling me how much they're willing to pay me when I know that I'm worth so much more. Um, And so, yes. yeah, you really hit on something with that. Like, yeah. I don't go to work crying every day, but there's a many days that I wake up and I'm like, let me just quit and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me see how good God is. Yes, right, quick. right. And then I get my black yes. tail up and take my tail mm-hmm. to work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's what I did too. Yeah. I mean, I the day I quit, I thought I was going to have two weeks, like an extra paycheck. And they were like, oh no, you got to leave today. And that right there <laughs> really turned me from hey to like oh snap like what am I doing and then in a sense it it was probably like confirmation like okay so y'all so y'all really y'all really ready willing to to pay me what I really wanted or what I was really worth you know y'all really want y'all really didn't need me like I was disposable to you all yes disposable Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and so that Mm -hmm. that brings me to my next question um because I don't know if people knew, but you, you know, you quit your job and then right after you quit your job, you found out you were pregnant with Audrey. Um, and so what was the biggest lesson that you learned after (laughs) you, you know, right after you quit your job to become a full-time entrepreneur? I mean, I know that you were kind of, you kind of forced yourself into that, (laughs) but right. (laughs) What was the biggest lesson that you think you learned from that? Um, I think the biggest lesson of it was definitely like, like stop like just talking about it and just do it because for something like that to happen like literally hours after I quit I quit my job it was just like whoa so at this point now you know it was like hunger games at that point yeah. when I had um <laughs> when I quit and I found out I was pregnant and so it was like something where like now my you know that's when you know my why I really didn't even have a why at that point mm-hmm. so now my why came into you know effect with children so I'm thinking like oh snap like now I really gotta you know make something of you know what I was doing right so I mean just the thought of having that all those emotions rushed to me and then of course I had just moved up to um, Fredericksburg at that time I mean I was just going I was going nuts but it was just more so like I just did it it was I felt free you know what I mean Mm -hmm. So the fact of knowing that now, you know, I, I just quit my job. And the funny story, too, is I actually had ended up applying to Macy's 
um, I think it was like a month after and I had got the job. I worked one day, one day and the next I didn't return. <laughs> and it was because it was like one of those things where I'm like, Antoinette, you're pregnant now. Like you. So that's when my mom started creeping into my ear. My aunt started creeping into my ear. Like, girl, what are you going to do? Like mm-hmm. you now have a child on the way. Um, you know, my husband at the time, he definitely wasn't able to pay for everything because again, I moved up here knowing that I had that stable job. Yeah. So, you know, we're all just going crazy. And my husband, he just kept telling me like, it's okay, just keep doing what you want to do, you know, and I really feel like him being in my corner like that is what also helped me to keep going because I probably would have listened to my mom and my aunt after they're constantly telling me like, girl, you better go get a job. Girl, you know, we are independent. We don't, we, we don't um, depend on men. That's literally their words. Um, you know, and that's, I feel like that's what every mom says to you. Like, don't right. depend on you know men and things like that. Cause at that time we weren't even married at that time. So, I mean, um, yeah, we weren't even, I don't even think we were engaged. Yeah. So it was just like a whole lot of emotions going through it, but Thankfully, Musa was in my corner to keep saying, like, keep going. Um, and so, of course, I'm fighting for my freedom, stuff like that. <laughs> and that that's how that's how I did it. That's how I felt, you know. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I think, too, um, I mean, it's funny that you say that because um, this past weekend when I went to church, I, um, my pastor was preaching on being led by the Holy Spirit and, you know, learning how to discern, you know, um, other people's voices from what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you to do. And I, mm-hmm. I just think that resonates with it so, so much because had you really listened to your mother and your aunts, you, you may not be where you are today, you know, with your own brand, right. your own business. Um, you know, you may not have, um, you know, built that backbone to really be out here on your own, People. doing it on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. I think that it's just so important, you know, for people to really realize when, and, and and nothing against your mom because your mom was just doing telling you what she knew. Nothing against your aunt; right. they were just telling you what they yes. knew. Um, but you know, had you listened to them, you know, you might not have what you have today. And I and I just think that's amazing. And I think you do have to learn, you know, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through other people, um, and right. when they're not, when it's not, you know. Exactly. Um, so you know, thank God for um, a supportive husband. You know, at the time he was yeah. what uh, he was a uh, boyfriend, but boyfriend, now. <laughs> right? Um, exactly. He knew. He knew, yeah. <laughs> or I knew. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tie this knot, right? Yeah. And I think <laughs> so, it's different. Yeah. I think it's different for older people too. Like, um, yeah. I think sometimes I feel like they don't understand our generation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and what we're trying to do um, because they weren't raised like exactly. that. You know, like entrepreneurship was foreign back in the day you know only only a few people you know kind of did things like that so unfortunately that's how a lot of our parents or I'll say um African-American black parents um were raised on get a job have kids get married if you want to Mm -hmm. (laughs) um retire chill for a little bit don't even vacation because really my family does not even really vacation (laughs) just live your life and then get ready for you know the end world you know and that's it and I'm just like 
No, I am not. I'm I'm not like that. I cannot just sit up here and work at a job that I, you know, don't like and just die of retirement. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. You know, and then, and you know, then at the, at the rate it's going, good. retirement probably won't even be around by the time we it will not retire. Yeah. But exactly. that, that's, that's um, it's just it's funny that you say that. Um, just in a nutshell. It's just totally different, and I know they weren't raised by it, but I, I remember talking to my mom because my grandfather and my grandmother were both business owners. Um, oh, really? And, you know, my grandfather, my grandfather was like the, the renaissance man, you know, he could do everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could fix anything, so he had his own business, his own mechanics business, and he would fix anything, and my grandmother owned her own daycare. And I I asked my mom, you know, did they ever sit down and talk to you about entrepreneurship? You know, did they, because they were both business owners, you know, or did they just kind of push you to go to college? And that's what they did. They pushed her to go to college. And I guess it was because it was something that they didn't do. You know, they didn't get an opportunity to do was to go to college. And so, you know, back then college was a huge thing. And, you know, people were really pushing their kids to get an education Um, and, that's what they did but I just kind of thought it was weird that they were both business owners and they never you know pushed their kids into entrepreneurship and owning their own um but then again like you said I mean that's all they knew that's how they grew up um and maybe they didn't even realize it was entrepreneurship (laughs) you know right yeah it's funny you say that too because my grandfather on my dad's side he was an entrepreneur too Mm -hmm. like he had his own business he was into photography video all that stuff so I really I really feel like that's where I got it from Mm -hmm. but he passed away when I was eight yeah my grandparents um died a day apart so it's just like man I wish I had you know I had you at this time because I feel like this is where I really needed that yeah you know that older soul to say something to me to help me out for sure yeah because my grandmother on my mother's side definitely she was more of the stay-at-home mom so maybe that's where I get that from too um so yeah so yeah I mean it was definitely people back then that did entrepreneurship but it's very high and dry right right So tell me what, what impact has your spiritual walk had on you being a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur? Everything. Okay. (laughs) Everything. Like (laughs) I'm telling you, um, I mean, I, I can't like pray enough to God. Um, sometimes I know he definitely probably gets tired of me (laughs) because it's not easy. It's not easy. So Um, And then a lot of times, even when I talk to, you know, friends or family about the situations that I'm going through, sometimes I feel like they just don't understand, you know, so um, a lot of times I'm just like, all right, I just got to either write in my journal or definitely, you know, pray because I'm feeling overwhelmed, which has happened a lot this year where I'm just like, all right, I got to figure something out. You know what I mean? I just really have to, I got to, I got to get into my spiritual realm and really get into it. Yeah. So I, cause it's hard. It's really hard, especially in today's age where, you know, it's so easy to fall off track and get distracted. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely, and the sad part about it though, is like, I, um, I had a plan and I want to get real with this too. So I had a plan where for um, my New Year's resolution, I was like, I'm going to read, I'm going to be in that Bible 365 this year. And 
after all of these like trials, well, actually, even before. So before that, when I was saying that I, w- I wanted to get in the Bible for um, the whole year, every single day, I was doing it. Like I was reading Bible plans and I was going into my actual Bible that my husband had purchased for me. Um, and then I was reading another development book. So I was like really into it. And then I lied to you not after like two weeks. I don't know if it was like the devil was like, whoa, she's like getting too serious about this. <laughs> I was on it. I was on it, like highlighting in my Bible, doing everything. And then after like two weeks of that, the devil just brought all this stuff to me. Like, I was like, whoa. And then it like, I'm not even going to lie. It knocked me off where to the fact where I was like, barely in my Bible, barely even being able to pray because I was just so stressed out mm. day in and day in, day out. And so it like really knocked me off where, I mean, I was getting bad news at the bad news at the bad news. And I had made a commitment once um, before Easter. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get back into it. So since the beginning of March, I have been in my Bible every every single day so I'm about to hit I'm about to embark on 100 days thankfully and I was like this is all I needed to do because things are starting to turn around yeah I'm getting emails I'm getting emails now that I feel like I'm not even qualified to get and I'm like it was all because you know I needed to stay strong yeah and so I, I really I say that to say that even though you know I was getting hit with all those trials and things like that like I probably definitely should have stayed you know, just stayed the course and stayed in my Bible, mm-hmm. stayed praying and doing things like that because it is so easy to get to fall off. Uh, yes, I was really like, what is going on? Um, so, yeah. That's exactly uh, it's yes. All I can say is yes <laughs> because <laughs> right. you, you know, you know, um, you know, the last four yeah. or five months of my life have been all over the place, um, and you know. That I wanted to start this podcast and then my son came he decided he wanted to come super early um right. and so my plan was to release it in January unfortunately that did not happen um because you know I had him Christmas Eve um mm-hmm. and I was still recovering I did not release this until March mm-hmm. but I completely understand that because it's, I can always tell um when I've strayed away you know I can right. always tell when you know, people, it's not God getting away from us. It's us getting away from God. And mm-hmm. um, I can always tell because havoc it just is being wreaked in my life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah. yeah, just crazy stuff starts happening or my attitude changes. And so I, mm-hmm. I always know when I need to, you know, open up my Bible app, when I need to get down on my knees and pray. Um, and I And I pray every day and I read. A ver- mm-hmm. even if I'm only reading one verse I make sure I read the verse every day but actually um, carving out intimate time with God um, that's a must it's a must in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and it's definitely a must in mommyhood like right. and being a wife um, you know it's definitely needed that quiet time with, with God and so now you know that, that I am back working um, my quiet time is on my way to work so that's mm-hmm. what I do. I just spend time with God, whether it be, you know, listening to worship music, listening to a sermon, whether I'm just praying, whether I'm writing in silence, just wanting to hear from God. Um, it's a must. It is definitely a must when it comes to trying to juggle those titles. 
Um, yeah. I mean, God is a must regardless, you know. Right. Um, but, <laughs> mom or not, yes. but yeah, but definitely. But to stay sane, being a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, you need God. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I mean, it's like you, you, you know, you definitely need that direction, you know, and a lot of times, you know, even if we do speak to um, women who are in our same predicament, it's still kind of like, okay, it's still something missing Mm -hmm. that I need to hear. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely like. Like God or die, yeah, <laughs> girl, yes, man, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you you have your your beautiful baby girls, who I hear back there, <laughs> right? I tried to get back. <laughs> you have, yeah. you know, your your husband. You have um A and M Collective now. You know, so what what do you want your legacy to look to look like? Yeah, so I um definitely. Sorry, I'm trying to make it sure is, my husband comes and get it's her. It's all good. This is what we're talking about, entrepreneurship and motherhood. This is what it is. This is raw. <laughs> right, literally. Um, so I, you said what I want my legacy to look yes. like. Um, so I definitely want just to, that's why I made my, um, my LLC and things like that, because I definitely can't wait for the day that I'm able to give this to them you know what I mean yeah like even though like I said in the beginning where um you know they're so addicted to shopping and stuff like that like I want that to be something that is like play play Mm -hmm. where oh yeah let's go shopping but I want them to learn the fundamental things that I was not taught yeah so this these money things you know I do not know half of this but I had to go and research it I had to go and read things I had to go and watch videos and do courses and stuff like that and it's and I'm I'm of course not saying that my mom you know she's the reason why I didn't know it Mm -hmm. but probably going back to she doesn't know it you know so it's like that's why I want to stop these generational curses of I don't have enough of money for this. I, you know, I don't have this. I can't go and do this. I can't put my child in this. So I just want to start really um, showing them how to have better money management, how to um, have businesses. You know, if you want to go to college, it should be an option now, you know, instead of, oh, in order for you to do this, you have to go to college. No, because some of the richest people, you know, the billionaires, you know, things like that, Half of them didn't even go to college, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's a mindset thing. And I want them to definitely understand that. So that's what I want my legacy to be, where, you know, they're just constantly wanting to learn more things about not only themselves, but, you know, things that they they know can continue to pay off in the long run that can help their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. You know, it just keeps yeah. going and we bring in, we bring in a good generational curse, you know? So that's what uh, I definitely want my legacy to look like, where yeah. it's just nonstop, stop growth and understanding. That's good. Yeah. That is really good. Well, those were all of my questions. And at the end of every episode, I like to do my four ending icebreaker questions in under one minute. So I'm just going to okay. ask you four questions. You give me answers straight off the top of the head. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Make them quick. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. So the first question is um, three adjectives that you feel best describes you. Okay. I'll say 
witty, <laughs> funny, <laughs> um, and classy. I don't know. That just jumped on my head. Yes, all <laughs> they all definitely describe you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the Bible verse that most influences your life right now. Right now, um, I would still, I know it's cliche, but Philippians Mm 413, I can do anything, okay, through Christ who strengthens me. Like, I still feel like that is definitely, that's going to be my my number one verse forever. Yeah, that's the the Mm -hmm. one that I I taught, that was the first verse, Bible verse I taught my daughter, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Love it. (laughs) What is one thing that listeners need to know about you? um watch out for me because I know (laughs) um I definitely would say um I hope and pray that you guys feel inspired by me um definitely follow me on Instagram I'm definitely starting to bring out more of me bring out more honesty um about the mom life and wife life and things like that just as I transition into I'm not 30 yet thankfully but um, just transitioning into that new that new life of yeah. you know getting older and wiser and things like that. So um, yeah, that's what I want them to know about me. Okay, and my podcast coming soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> season the sec- two, the second season. Yeah, for that. Um, so, any advice that you want to give to our listeners who may be moms, wives, or entrepreneurs, or all three, um, trying right. to find their way or yeah, so I would definitely say um, we, you know, we are made, okay, as for the moms, we are um, just, we're super women, but we can't do it all. And that is something that I always try to strive to do, um, which is I try to do it all. I try to make sure that I'm giving hubby 100%, kids 100%, business 100%, but it's impossible to give everything and some people say oh you can balance there's a million articles out there of how to balance but we it's impossible it's impossible you know no matter how many lists we have something is going to suffer so that's why I say you know us moms we can't do it all and it's okay it's okay if one day the house is just a complete pigsty, but as long as those children are happy, then you did good, you yeah. know, and vice versa. As, as long as, you know, one day where you can come home and the house is clean and the children, you know, they're, they're okay, but they're not the happiest, it's because you needed that self-care, you needed that zen. And so that's why I always say that, you know, we can't do it all, but just as long as you can do something that day you're good that's some good stuff yeah. that's some good stuff well thank you so much internet for being a part of this episode of female of influence i will hey. be dropping all of her information in the info so that you guys can follow hey. her on instagram and facebook and everywhere yeah <laughs> right um, and so we just thank you for being influential and we just can't wait to see what else you 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 create and do Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Bree. I'm so proud of you for bringing this out. And thank you for having me. Yes, well, I will see you on the flip side, girl. You sure will. All right. right. Bye-bye.
thanks so much for tuning into this episode of female of influence i love this this episode it was real it was raw you heard the kids in the background um but it just goes to show that even if you're a mom even if you're a father even if you're a a parent if you're not a parent but you're taking care of someone else's kids you can still chase your dreams you can still step out on faith you can still get stuff done Okay, you know, I think sometimes it's so easy for us to kind of brush off or brush aside our purpose, our dreams. Yes, we have kids. Yes, we have a a huge responsibility in raising those kids, but our kids' lives are dependent upon us walking in our purpose. And I think sometimes people forget that and it's it's easy to be tired it's easy to come home and not worry about your business not work on your your dreams not work on your goals um the hard part is actually doing it and getting it done but once you get it done you have to realize that you not only make your life a little bit easier but you're setting your kids up for greatness you know, um, um, you're, you're setting your kids up for something that's that's amazing. You're setting your kids up for an amazing legacy that they will be able to pass down to their children. And not only that, but you're teaching them, you know, hard work. When we get up and we go to work, oftentimes our kids don't see what we do at work on a day-to-day basis. Um, but when you have your own business, when you are an entrepreneur, your kids have no choice but to see you in that work. And so I think that the the best thing that you could take away from this is is get it done set time aside to work on your dreams to work on your goals to walk in your purpose even if it's only five minutes a day it's so much you can get done in five minutes believe it or not and if you don't have kids you will learn that if you ever do (laughs) um but we thank internet for hopping on and just telling us what a day in the life of an entrepreneurial mom looks like and yeah i hope that you guys were blessed once again um please be on the lookout for the next episode it's going to be the mother's day edition cannot wait um that'll be next wednesday and just be blessed um i'm going to be dropping all of the information that we talked about during the episode in the show notes um and yeah subscribe like share comment rate do all of that do all of that and thank you guys for being such awesome listeners have a blessed week